All right. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, so let's see. A, uh, a Christian died, and he came before St. Peter in, in heaven. And uh, St. Peter said, okay, well, come with me. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you uh, the way. And so the, the Christian is walking along with... Uh, St. Peter, and he sees a door, and he and he peeks in the door, and he and he sees a whole group of people there standing, and uh, St. Peter says, whoa, 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 quick, quick, close it, and uh, the the Christian says, well, why, why should I close it, and after closing the door, he says, well, why should I close it, and uh, St. Peter says, well, the Catholics are in there. And Saint, uh, and the Christian says, well, so what? And uh, St. Peter says, well, they think they're the only people here. And um, all right, so today's uh, sermon is going to be on how we speak, right? We're, we're commanded by Christ. And it is suggested by many studies that communication is an extremely important of part of our lives. And so it is going to be about saturating your speech with love and saturating your speech and thoughts with salt. Right. And so uh, let's start with the uh, introduction here. So the content contained within the Bible has the ability to elevate your life and lead you into new levels of exaltation that are only possible with God. Now repeat after me, God is with me. I have been chosen by God. All things have become possible for me. This is my Bible. I will serve God and receive God's blessings upon my life. Right. So in uh, Matthew 12, 37, Christ suggests that uh, by our words, we will be acquitted and by your words, you will be condemned. And so what I want to begin with is saturating our own speech in love do you think about how you speak do you think and make sure that you're speaking in a loving ways to people that you are blessing people and building people up edifying them with your speech not just speaking with purpose to get something you like or get through the conversation quickly and to, in today's society, right, we run into a lot of issues with this uh, because, right, there's so many uh, social media platforms, video games, uh, computer sort of virtual realities, right, where things move so fast, right? If you're on the Internet, you know, you can be looking, you sit down at your computer and within 10 seconds, you can be reading three to five different articles, in 10 seconds, right? And so that sort of lightning speed is great for productivity, right? That's great when we're alone. It's good to keep a good pace, right, all throughout your life. However, when it comes down to conversation, interacting with other human beings, right, we have to really slow down and realize that these are not uh, machines. These are human beings. They have feelings. God wants us to love each other, right? 
And so love is not a quick thing, right? Oh, I, I talked to my wife for 10 seconds. Now that's enough. No, that's, that's not how it works, right? Love is very different, right? You have to slow down. You have to be conscious. You have to be caring. You have to be compassionate, kind towards other people, right? And this is extremely important to understand because without this sort of caring uh, internal demeanor that Christ asks for us, your life's going to be a lot worse, I'll tell you. Your life will be less than what it could be if you just surrendered, right? And there's many books on communication, right? There's many books on loving communication, saturating your words in love, right? But we ourselves are also responsible for thinking up kind things to say to people, for thinking of ways to bless people with our words and keep, keep that sort of I am the light of the world existence, right? Christ says, I am the light of the world. When I'm in the world, I'm in the light of the world. So as Christians were to be light in the world, right? My burden, my, my burden is pleasant. My yoke is light, right? What Christ is suggesting, my yoke, what the burden that he places upon us, right? Is being light, being a bright patch in a maybe not so bright world in some people's views. I tend to believe that the world is a great place. And I believe that that's how God wants us to view the world, right? God wants us to live happy, positive lives today and now, right? That is why God is suggesting contentedness, being content with our lives as we build, being happy in our lives today and now so that we're happy as we move through our lives, as we progress through the days of our lives, as we work for God and build for God, make straight the way, make straight the way for the Lord God of Israel. Right. And so understanding, right, this is going to take uh, a mindfulness in how we speak. It may take some memorization, right? When you're speaking, you might want to, remember what you said and maybe think back on it later to see if you can critique it and maybe produce a higher form of excellence in your speech as Christians. And so here is uh, Colossians 4, 6. Let your conversation always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone, right? And there are a lot of rules you can learn from books on communication. For example, uh, there's a three-second rule, right? The three-second rule is going to be when someone asks you a question or speaks to you, wait three seconds before you respond. This will give you time to think, right? It'll give you time to consider what you want to say. It'll give you time to, you know, compose yourself a little bit. And it does make you look confident when you say these things, right? So when you wait, right? When you wait a little bit and not just blurt out the first thing that comes to mind, right? So thinking before we speak is important. Thinking before we speak and while we are speaking is something we're striving for, something we're going for, right? Understanding that we're trying to build lives that we're happy with, right? 
God loves us, right? It's it's very easy to lose sight on in the old when you're reading the first half of the Bible, right? The large the larger portion of the Bible, it, it's very focused on events and laws and rules and all these things, and it's easy to lose the most important part of the faith, which is love, loving each other, not letting each other suffer. When you see someone suffering as a Christian, right, if they're in your church, God's brought them to you for a reason, right? So you go to them, you approach them, whoever they might be, and you say, hey, how's it going? Is there anything I could pray for you for? Sometimes, right, God is developing us into people who he wants us to produce a good fruit. He wants us to be able to lead and guide other people. And this is done out of a selfless love. I do not gain anything from it. And it is not, it is not always uh, I've surrendered 100% of my life so that I can just go around and help other people. No, there is a balance sometimes, right? Interestingly enough, if you examine the prophets and the apostles and priests in the Bible, right, the men of the Bible, uh, some of them, right, they are uh, like Christ himself. They are going around in uh, apostolic nature, 100% free, just blessing, just giving, just uh, helping other people. That's it. Christ, you know, you don't see Christ doing many things for himself. Not often at all. Selflessness is one of those things. But when you view the other prophets, King David, you know, Solomon, they're building a kingdom. They're keeping their kingdom in order so that their citizens, their flock is kept safe. Their flock is protected. Their flock is uh, living that grace, grace, grace and salt covered life. Right. So this sort of uh, mentality is something that we need to grow within our Christian communities. If it's not there, it's not a Christian. It's not a church, right? I was having a conversation with this lady, and she was saying, "Oh, there's all this turmoil in my church." And I said, "You know, it's not a really a church until God's there. See, if God's not there, it's no church at all. If the presence of God isn't there, it's no temple at all. It's there's nothing holy about it. It's wood or brick or whatever it's made of, right? So understanding that is extremely important." The presence of God being there, it must be there in order to call it a church. So if there is all that human derision, God doesn't often come. He says, ah, you guys need to work out. He says, you know, I, I asked you, I told you to bring yourselves into alignment, but you wouldn't do it. So I know you're not my servants, right? If God is asking you something, if you're not doing it, you're not a servant of the Lord. And that's a sort of tough tough um fact to, to to internalize but that is doing the will of the father right and it's not perfection right but when god asks us for something we're commanded to do it that's that is the command of christ and commanding them to obey everything all that i've taught you right that is uh christ right before it's acts one Right? Acts 1.1, when Christ is going up into heaven, right? The last red lever letters while Christ is uh, theoretically still in, uh, like, flesh, flesh form prior to ascending into 
the spiritual realms of heaven, right? God is with us now. Christ is with us now. But, right, it's suggested in the Bible that uh, he, he did manifest, right? The word of life manifested. Our hands have touched it. And we do declare, right? Uh, and so, right, bad fruit is a, is a sign that the church is out of alignment with God. And so it's not really something we need to focus on too much in our own lives, right? You're trying to oppose bad fruit injustice when you can out of love, right? To protect the rest of the flock so that the bad fruit doesn't corrupt the rest of the flock, right? Understanding this is extremely important, right? But it is all done out of love, right? So understanding that uh, we, we as Christians possess an immense, a divine level, a divine state, a divine nature of love. That is something you will find present in all Christians, right? Christianity, again, is not a state that can be professed by your mouth to make it true. I cannot just say that I am Christian with my mouth and it becomes truth. You have to actually internalize the ways of Christianity to well up that wellspring of divine presence, that wellspring of God dwelling within you, right? That is what manifests Christianity. That is what Christianity is. It is not something you can just say with your mouth, not truthfully. It must be practiced. It must be internalized. It must well up within you. That is the spirit of God dwelling within us, right? So if you're, we are calling ourselves Christian, right? Well, that is a, we are practitioners. We are practicing the ways of God. We are practicing righteousness and growing it within ourselves. And the core foundations of righteousness, right, are found in the first and second commandment, right, and much of the New Testament, right? It is love, 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 and love, right? And so when you wake up in the morning, you have to center yourself. You have to perhaps meditate is something I practice, meditating on love for five minutes in the morning etc 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 something like this where you really focus on on letting the world go right for example if i'm building the world i'm i'm sitting at my computer or i am building my business that is building the world right i am at work making money for myself this is building the world right when you are building the divine kingdoms right it is in unity Right. You can be building your business, but the core principle that you're focusing on is God and building love. Right. Building the love of God within yourself. So when you are meditating, you're sitting down. Right. And you're just relaxing with God and giving to God and just staying centered in that love. You're not building anything of the world at all. Just sitting, doing nothing. Right. What you're building is you're building the kingdom of righteousness within you. You're building the kingdom of God within you. And when you take that kingdom with you, right, and you keep it first in your life, will seek first the kingdom of heaven and all things will be added to you. That's Jesus Christ. And it is accurate, right? But understanding how it is accurate takes some time. It takes some wisdom. But if you have the wisdom just to 
practice it just to do it that's enough and you will learn later after you just start practicing it out of faith out of trust right you will learn the wisdom of why it is so beneficial you will see enemies turn into allies you will see locked doors break open you will see your enemies fall before you that is who god is that is the story of david and goliath it's practically every story in the bible if you look at the men of the bible they they do lose sometimes but they do not lose often they live incredible lives they live lives that most people can only dream of but all you have to do to to receive that life is accept god accept god's presence accept god's spirit into your life and start practicing the ways of righteousness and the ways of righteousness are found and contained within the bible that is why the bible was written to lead god's people to guide god's people to his holy ways to his holy purpose and so if you are trying to well that spirit up within you understand that love is the first step every action of all the prophets in the bible was done out of love even joshua and that may be hard to understand but it is true even sodom and gomorrah was done out of love right and that that right these what i'm saying can be really hard to understand but and most people right they might not even be able to understand it they might just think oh god would never do that out of love that's not love but they don't understand they haven't grasped wisdom they don't understand that god works in this world right god is working in this world it's not it's not separation between reality and god no god is reality right and so <laughs> understanding that god wants us to do these things for our own benefit is extremely important it is the foundation of all reality it is the foundation of existence itself it is how god made the world work it is the roads that god set in place that will lead you to exaltation in your life god said these are the roads that lead to exaltation if you walk on them, you will be exalted. I will be with you. They are the roads of righteousness, the paths to heaven, right? So understanding that is extremely important. And I think that is going to be it for the day. Just always remember to keep your words saturated in love. Keep love dwelling within you and right season your your words with salt make sure that they're benefiting other people be mindful of what is coming out of your mouth but it's it shouldn't be some some state of i'm too afraid to speak right it should be i'm speaking but i'm speaking with love i'm talking i'm saying what needs to be said and i'm saying it in a loving way understanding that it takes some time and it takes effort to develop ourselves right it's not just done by God's hand, right? We have to co-labor with God. 
God says, I want you to uh, season your speech and conversation with grace and salt. We as Christians say, okay, I've got to start doing that. So how do I start doing that? And then you've got to start thinking about it. Grab a book, grab a podcast, grab a YouTube video. Think about it on your own for a while. That's the best one. Think about it for yourself, right? And so that's going to be it for the day. Blessings on you all.